To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Donate as little as a dollar. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information and check out the trail mix. $35 or more gets you free shipping. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. And I will live in Montana. And I will marry a round American woman and raise rabbits. And she will cook them for me. And I will have a pickup truck. Or a... Possibly even a recreational vehicle and drive from state to state. Do they let you do that? Yes. No papers? No papers. State to state. Not anymore, they don't. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here at the Spare Parts Studio. Happy Sunday, everybody. I'm recording late in, later, excuse me, later in the afternoon. Uh, I'll explain why in just a second. In the meantime, you can find me on Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. If you just want to be my friend, you can go to Facebook.com slash Positive Sarcasm. You can also find me on Instagram at Positive underscore Sarcasm. And you, of course, can email me directly at Positive Sarcasm at, or Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. Uh... I, I would say I'm on TikTok, you know, at positive sarcasm, but I, I've got no idea. I, I don't. I don't have any any insider information on what's happening to that platform. It's one thing where, uh, like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat, yeah, we can they view everything you can, but whereas uh, TikTok is, you know, is a Chinese company, that's. Like I said, that just turns into a security issue. And look, I'm on there right now. If you want to join, great. You can check me out there. It's basically everything that you see on Instagram, everything that you see on Facebook, and some of the stuff that you see on YouTube, you will find on TikTok. I don't change anything else on there. If it goes away, it goes away. What are you going to... There's nothing I can do about it. So if 
you're on TikTok, you can find me there. I figured I would give it a shot. I didn't know how long it was going to last before, you know, the big three, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter came hurling down and and talking shit about it. And then pretty much next thing you know, it's due to some security issues, which they all have security issues, especially Twitter. Uh, That's uh, bye-bye for now for TikTok. But until then, you can find me on that and other social media, or you can just email me directly. But as far as uh, my streaming service, you can find me on anywhere where podcasts are available. So that's good news there. No worries. Uh, I own my own RSS feed, so I don't have to worry about anybody jumping onto that. Uh, in the meantime, oh my God. I, all right, I got to talk about why I'm a little, I'm definitely sore. I mean, my head hurts, my arm hurts, my shoulder hurts, my neck hurts, my nuts hurt, my feet, my calves, everything's all messed up. Well, uh, we'll see. The This is the first time in, I'd say, three years, two or three years, since I have attended a jiu-jitsu class. If you don't know what jiu-jitsu class is, it's one of the ultimate martial arts. There's judo, Muay Thai, uh, and then there's Brazilian jiu-jitsu or freestyle jiu-jitsu. And then, uh, but then again, there's also wrestling. But it is a form of grappling. It is a ground. It is basically where every fight pretty much ends up on the ground. So, um, judo is the objective of judo is to get you to the ground. Jiu-jitsu is what happens when you're on the ground. Judo, you throw them, and then jiu-jitsu, you lock them up. So then, and and then as far as like muay thai, muay thai is contact, pure brutal contact. Knees, elbows, fists, headbutts. It is, it is an ultimate combination of combat. When you mix Muay Thai combat with Jiu-Jitsu, and you put those two together, you are a fucking monster. All right, you are a you are an absolute monster at any weight, at any size, at any height. You can you can screw somebody up seriously. But Jiu-Jitsu is exhausting. Like I mean, I figured so you can go work out for an hour and then go for a hike. You can do that. You can go work out and then go do a Zumba class. You can go work out and then go to work. You can't go. You can't work out like I did this morning and then go do jujitsu. Well, you can, but you're gonna pay for it. And and you know, getting up early, no food in my system, so just running on whatever yesterday's calories happened to be, which wasn't much because I drank a lot of water yesterday because I knew I was gonna be in for a beating. It was an 8 a.m. class. I haven't shown up in a few months, and I, you know, it's important. It's one of those. It's one of those. Uh, you need to stretch type of things. There's no amount of stretching for the beating that I took, and I'm I'm nothing special. I'm just a main. Old, I'm just a regular old three striper who used to do drop-ins until my until my uh, my squad got shut down. My studio was shut down, and uh, I was left without um, a jujitsu uh, group. But now, I mean, I'm going to be, after September, I'm going to look into dropping in at least once or twice a month uh, and getting back into it and kind of stretching things out. It's some of the best cardio uh, for early mornings. I mean, in the afternoons, it's kind of tough, but in the afternoons, you'll definitely put yourself in a caloric deficit. If you go, you'll probably have a little more energy. Uh, So that's one thing. In the mornings, is a little different. This is going to be my first time that I've considered doing morning uh, jujitsu. Morning jujitsu, it's, yeah, you're a little groggy. You have to make sure your digestive tract is on point because it's one of those things where if you do jujitsu wrong or you eat wrong the night before, you more than likely could shit yourself because guys beat the crap out of you. And I definitely got my ass handed to me today. Uh, granted, I did have a few decent positions, but for the most part, when you don't do something like this for a couple of years, it creeps up on you hard, um, especially where I was not in a position to – I was going after my blue belt, and I think in six months I probably would have had it. 
but I was not able to get there due to the fact that the studio shut down. So I was kind of left with pieces of the puzzle, but definitely nowhere near a finished product. And when that happens, you're left, you know, you're in a scramble where you're kind of starting positions or starting grips and not letting go of those grips when you should, you know, and then getting your bearings straight. But in the meantime, people are crushing on you. But I voluntarily allow that. And it's not a position where what's cool about jujitsu is that there is some camaraderie there. Every once in a while, you get like a bad apple, some guy who just is out there to be an asshole and a bully. But for the most part, you're there to learn. You're not there to win. Granted, the whole point of it is to get position and lock somebody up until they tap. But most of the time, you're going to be learning. You're going to be drilling. You're going to be rolling. You're going to be trying new things, learning new techniques, and just trying to learn those. It is, it's a very interesting thing where most stuff is competitive. This is like full force learning. This is blunt force education. Where while you're trying to figure out a move, somebody's got a knee in your gut, somebody's got a knee in your quad, somebody's got a knee in your nut, somebody's got a knee in your neck, somebody's got a knee in your chest, somebody's leaning on top of you, they had bad body odor, they didn't wash their gi right, they have halitosis, they are sweating on your fucking forehead, and you are just getting cranked on. And the whole point, just while you're getting crushed, don't panic. You start to panic and you will tap or you'll lose position, or you start to move faster, and you're not thinking, and then you make a move, and then the cinch gets, then you get cinched up on, and the game is over. The idea is that when you're in a compromised position, is to not panic and just focus on getting out of it, timing your timing your movements right, and having the energy left over to at least make that move, make that adjustment, because I burn out so quickly, you know. But like I said, I was there for two hours, so after working out early in the a.m., I went straight to class. Rolled with all new people, and yeah, absolutely, just un, un, not unexpected. Beat the shit out of myself, and we were working. They were working on uh, over over the over the over the top uh, chokes, and when you're working on chokes, the thing is with a, with a choke, it shouldn't hurt. A, a choke, they just cinch up on you and they put you to sleep, and you tap out before you well pass out. But while people are working on those chokes. They're cranking on you. They're pushing your neck against the floor. They're driving your lats. They're driving their lats and their shoulders, elbows, and everything else into you. And you're putting your neck in all kinds of crazy positions. And it hurts. And you're going to get fucked up. So accept the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable when you get into it. But uh, one of the it's, – it's fan – it's absolutely fantastic. It is, despite the fact that you're getting the shit kicked out of you. Um, not kicked, but there's no con- contact like that. It's all about control, holding your guard. Ooh, excuse me. Ugh, I've been up early this morning. Thank God this is Sunday leftovers. I could not go a full hour right now. Uh, but it is, it's truly an actual education. And the guys there were great. Uh, if you're a girl, yes, you can learn jujitsu. You can learn judo. You can learn Muay Thai. You can absolutely get in on it. Uh, there's, I've, I've seen some excellent um, female jujitsu artists and who also do Muay Thai. So it is an absolute, it's an absolute blast for everyone. Young kids can learn it. It's just a great way to learn another form of grappling or wrestling. Wrestlers do good in jiu-jitsu as well. Uh, all weight, size, all height, weight. You know, it is. It truly is a universal thing for you to form, uh, to learn. You're just, you, if you are a smaller person, you can just focus on your technique and use that, that move. If you're a smaller person, use that to your advantage. You have more, you have uh, more, a better energy output whereas i'm like six feet tall 
I don't have a lot of weight to use against an opponent, opponent and I have, so I have to use the weight that I do use. I have to drive it in appropriately. But, like I said, I have a lot of advantages to just being the size that I am. I just have to make sure that I use my energy correctly. But, I, like I said, I'm talking a lot for something I haven't done in two years. But, like I said, just, going, just doing one class opens up your entire uh, mind. It opens your mind to the possibilities of, you know, what could happen in a scenario like that? You think you're just going to throw fists and that's going to be that? It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Um, so I highly recommend you guys go and check it out. I haven't done it because I've been financially focused and time management focused on other things. But now just to creep that back into my schedule ever so gently would be uh, a smart decision. And to dabble in it every now and then to kind of go up the ranks and get my drilling going and get my mechanics more sound is a smart decision. Uh, there are people that there was some guys talking in the in the uh, in the group today about you know people who just live out of their cars. They just go from class, they go from state to state to state. You know, learning jujitsu with all different types of people because different classes teach different things. Like I went to my class was my original group was focused. My, mostly on like sitting knee positions or guard positions where no standing up, no leg locks. It's just all upper body while you're on the ground and working on your grips and, and in the guard or in control, inside control. But these guys, they know leg locks. They know how to manipulate your legs, your quads, your calves, uh, and they know standing game as well, a lot more. I know some standing game, but really not anything to wor worth gloating about at all. Like I tried to go under under somebody's uh, under somebody's armpit and then go for the rear choke, but I could. I mean, forget it. This guy was like six foot five and knew exactly what I was doing. But that's okay. You still make the attempt because once you continue to do all these things, you'll learn that instead of going one way while they make the adjustment, you now know, hey, I can go another way. So I highly recommend it. Go ahead and look up jujitsu, and you want to focus on if you're going for something like karate or you're going for like judo you want to go to a class a group an organization that focuses mainly on just one or maybe maybe two uh martial art forms you don't want to be going to like a fucking kung fu buffet where they work on you know jujitsu uh aikido uh, uh karate karate uh judo they work on all kinds you know taekwondo whatever you don't want a fucking martial art buffet. You want somebody who focuses on one thing. You truly want a specialist. You're going to learn a lot more. Um, you don't want to be earning points and earning stripes and earning belts when you you go from one studio where you think you're a blue belt, you go to another studio and they rock the piss out of you because their main focus is that one thing. So uh, I just wanted to let you know that because like it's, it's, I had to put biofreeze on everything. I put biofreeze, which is like a an anti it's like a cooling thing and kind of you know i guess i don't know numbs the pain a little bit but i put it on everything my shoulders my calves shit i put it on my forehead like it's ash wednesday is there a breeze in here hmm. and uh yeah definitely rolled it all over my neck i think that's why a lot of guys a lot of people when they go to jiu-jitsu they a lot of people who go to jiu-jitsu smoke a lot of weed um just to kind of calm their nerves and calm and get their focus straight uh, as far as anything you can take to help, first of all, combine, like I said, combining lifting weights and jujitsu is a lot of strain on the body and it can lead to serious injury, <laughs> broken jaw can lead to serious injury. Also, um, 
what's the other thing? If you are looking to recover from most important thing when you get back from jujitsu class is take a shower. Jujitsu class is notorious for staph infections, cuts, and all kinds of things like that. And uh, I'm pretty happy that I got to go, even though this whole coronavirus bullshit is still kicking around. But I just I, I walked into class, had a good time. So look up look up a good group, find the reviews on them, and give it a shot. You can generally the first time you can just drop in for free. Uh, gis are about a hundred dollars. I have a Fuji gi, Fuji gi, Fuji gi. It's all black. Um, any gi's fine. The one I don't recommend is white. I would go with like blue or gray. Blue or gray is fine. They're they're they look good. They're durable. They don't lose their color. White gets dirty, and black is kind of like, eh, it's black. Whoop de do, you know. Black is black is black. Black is meh. But I have a I do. I have a black gi, and it's very durable. It's made by a company called Fuji. I think it costs like a hundred bucks. Um, and I think if you order it, the belt comes with it. But yeah, definitely give that a look. But that's for um, that's for gi jujitsu. You can also practice no gi. Nogi is the. This is the first day I've actually practiced in nogi. Nogi is awesome. It's basically you're in a shirt, you're in shorts or pants, and you're going at it without the use of the gi. The gi is it's it's heavier. It's a different it's a different feel. Uh, it's slippery. Without it, without it, it's slippery. But uh, also recommend if you are to practice jujitsu or judo, practice both of them with and without the gi. You'll find there's a huge difference when it comes to leg locks and grips and throwing and, and arm bars and chokes and all that other shit. It's, it, it's a different experience. It's a different way, and it's good to learn. It's so cool that this, this particular martial art, you can practice with and without a gi. So definitely go ahead and check that out. Um, yes, I am streaming from the Spare Parts Studios, and you can uh, go ahead and support this podcast. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. All right, I got to get to the elephant in the room here. This is too This is too much. This is absolutely too much. I can't, I have to talk about this before we get out of here today. Uh, all right, so I don't know if you guys saw this over the weekend, but apparently Alyssa Milano had a shit fit, and I'm not going to say she says anything intelligent. She had a full-blown shit fit, and she said something that she shouldn't have. Well, she can say whatever she wants, but the minute you say this name, you're going to get a ton of shit for it, justifiably so. So I originally found the I originally found the article on her from RT, which is like Russia Today. And I think it is. Is it RT's Russia Today? So I'm trying to, you, like I said, you have to, uh, you know, I, they, they'll skew the, uh, what do you call it, the, the way they talk about her. But this is the thing. This was on Twitter. She said it. It is a fact. She was complaining. And uh, so I went to Distractify because I just I thought it would be I thought it would be good to just go this direction. So uh, Mustafa Galtalari. So people are roasting Alyssa Milano for complaining about complaining Joe Rogan's more popular than her. Here we go. When it comes to podcasting, Joe Rogan reigns supreme with listeners. The comedian has made a name for himself in creating entertaining long-form podcasts that last up to four hours an episode. His discussion with Post Malone is a recent example. That was a weird... That one was kind of a struggle towards the end. That feature a wide variety of guests. No shit. His guests range from uh, fellow comics and megastar actors to brilliant mathematicians and scientists, presidential candidates, and lifelong politicians. The last two presidential candidates he had on were Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders. I'm not promoting politics. I'm just saying those, if you didn't know, those are the last two, but that's it. So Um, lifelong politicians. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm also forgetting uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, So he had her on as well. But anyways, 
Uh, and of course, Pro Fighter. So we switched off. So you have the JRE podcast, which has its own number, and then you have the MMA podcast, which actually is not a bad one too. So he, they're they're different numbers, but they're on the same RSS feed. But they're still kind of cool to listen to. Uh, now, anyways, he has all these other people, but Alyssa Milano isn't happy about this. She let's see, she doesn't like that Joe Rogan has more listeners than her Sorry Not Sorry podcast. It's difficult to pin down exactly why Joe is successful, but the answer may lie in his honest takes on specific political issues. He didn't fall into one camp. He espouses conservative views on some topics like Second Amendment rights, extremely liberal. In other words, look, the reason Joe Rogan is successful and his podcast is more popular is because he has everybody that he finds interesting that he wants to learn shit about to talk to. And now that he and now that he has the reach and he doesn't apologize to anyone for anything and does whatever the fuck he wants. That's why his podcast is so successful. He's also been doing it since 2010. He basically moved up with the technology, and the people he has on are, are captivating, interesting, educational, hilarious. Rogan has introduced us to, and he's also an excellent, excellent comedian. I was there for his taping of his last special, Strange Times, uh, when the Wilbur Theater was open. The guy is worldly. He is intelligent, and he's also brutal. He's like five foot seven, five foot eight, and he's jacked to the nines. He knows a lot about he, he knows a lot about a lot of things. Granted, he's generally just you know sometimes spewing off one-liners that he learned from another podcast guest, but most of the time his information is very accurate. He's a funny fucking dude. He's highly successful. He obviously I know him from the days of Fear Factor and what was it Just Shoot Me? No, not Just Shoot Me. The other one, uh, News Radio. But he carried. He continued to do his his type of comedy, and he became very he became very successful just off that. And then he decided just to do the podcast, just to start it and see where it went and make it exciting. But somewhere along around episode five hundred and six hundred is when I started paying attention. Uh, where and he truly is the cultural. He became truly a cultural figure from that point on, where Jamie Vernon started to become his full time uh, producer. And I started getting wind of some of his guests that they were having on, like Philip DeFranco and Joey Diaz. And then it just took off from there. And I, and then at that point, I basically didn't miss an episode. So at that at that point, um, and of course, his, and of course, he is a pretty loyal guy. So he was loyal to comedy. He's loyal to his friends. He's been loyal to uh, the UFC and Dana White. And since he's a pretty honest and, and stand-up guy... That made his, uh, what do you call it, his brand stronger by being a reliable person who doesn't complain about shit and tries to get on as many different... I love his episodes with Rhonda Patrick. I love his... Dr. Rhonda Patrick, excuse me. She's smart for a re- She's a doctor for a reason. She's super fucking smart. So the fact that Alyssa Milano would even dare to put his name in her tweet uh, is something beyond me that I can't even comprehend. That was some world-class stupidity on her part. Because you understand, that's going to go off into the Twitter sphere, and everybody's going to see that. You're talking about a guy who has millions of downloads a week. Millions. And just signed a uh, multi-$100 million deal. He, I mean, he's probably getting percentages, for God's sakes. And he gets to keep all of this shit. And mo- all he has to do is move it from YouTube to Spotify. And speaking of moving, the guy is moving from L.A., which was a shithole long before this whole thing's got before this year. 
uh, and he's and he's taking off for Texas, and a lot of other comedians and uh, business execs and whomever else who are working in L.A. are considering doing the same thing. Well, let's get back to the issue at hand here. Uh, the charmed actress—that's where she's known for. I know her from the little girl from Commando. Uh, you know, when she got commit, when she got kidnapped, they should have just rolled credits at the end. The charmed actress went on a Twitter rant against the UFC commentator, angrily. Angrily wondering how, quote, we live in a world where his podcast has tripled the listeners than hers. And it seems to have rubbed the people the wrong way for a multitude of reasons. First of all, triple is is an understate is a fucking quantum understatement. All right. I don't know how many, I got to figure out how many podcasts. Actually, you know what? I don't give a shit. Her podcast fucking sucks because all she does is complain. You know what happens when chicks complain constantly? You just stop listening to them because their opinion doesn't become valid anymore. They're just whiners. Can't you take care of enough of your own fucking problems with having to go on your podcast and complain about it every goddamn day? The charm... It sounds like something I do. The first in it, uh, tied into a tweet about social injustices, Native Americans, as they endured to get the name of Washington Redskins football team changed for years. All right, here comes the tweet storm. Now I'm not on Twitter anymore, as you know, and I'm probably a better, I'm probably a healthier, happier person because of it. But here are the tweets right here, as I can see them. Uh, let's move on. And Native Americans have to fight to get a major sports team renamed because their name is so horribly offensive. But they've refused for years because racism is just as American as apple pie. We live in a world where Joe Rogan's podcast, in, in capital letters, where Joe Rogan's podcast has tripled the listeners' mind. Dear God. Oh, bitch. You fucked up. The Twitter rant continued where Alyssa went on to criticize challenge accepted Instagram tread. Women posted black and white selfies to support each other, followed by condemnations of the president, followed by her inability to stop herself from consuming Cheez-Its and her yearning for date nights with her husband that she needs to spray paint her gray hair with brown shit and then get back to criticisms of blank and the administration politics. I don't talk about I'm not talking about that shit. Okay. And the collective pain. Oh, my God. The global pain loss and uncertainty and heartaches and dreams destroyed by this administration. All right. People were quick to point out why they think Joe Rogan has more listeners than the podcast. A number of people replied to Alyssa's tweet storm, citing the reasons why they listen to Rogan's podcast. Some highlighted the most willingness to tackle any issue and narrative and have guests from all walks of life. True. Uh, his last one with the forensic psychologist or whatever, that one was great. That one, I love that one. That one was a shorty too, so in and out. His viewpoints to express themselves on his show. Others pointed out that the actress tweets are coming off as jealous and criticized her pushy political narrative as the reason why they don't listen to our podcast. All right. Sam Malone at Sam Malone champ replying to Alyssa Milano. I'm as left as they come. And I listen to every Joe Rogan episode. Why? Because he has a wide range of interviews and topics and discusses them rationally. It is often the only place I can hear differing viewpoints in a long form way that goes beyond talking points. So people can go, people may sound different when you, when you go on the news or you go on something and it's like a four minute soundbite or a two second soundbite, that's not the person. When people are allowed to expand their thoughts and opinions and their facts and pull them apart, pull apart case studies and something that's like two to three hours long, you'll find the information more digestible and better to understand how you can use it in your everyday life. You know, I'm here for an hour on Wednesday and I'm here for an hour, uh, I'm here for 30, 40 minutes tops on a Sunday and I learn a lot from his podcast and I learn a lot 
from I just can't I can't do this for two fucking hours. I just can't. I have other shit that I'm focusing on. Um, but the idea is I'm spending a lot of time learning and reading and discussing and listening and practice putting into practice, and it's paid dividends for me. So I can give you a more condensed version of what I understand, something a little more simplistic that you can utilize in your everyday life. But the bulk of it you can definitely get from Rogan, and you'll hear a lot of stuff. Now, Noam uh, Noam Bloom. Replying to Alyssa Milano. While I can't believe an interesting podcast has more listeners than the screechy mix, Mick whines a lot, cry about Trump power hour. Okay. Uh, that was a hard shot. Other begins to cast doubt. Others began to cast doubt on Alyssa's podcast listener numbers, too, pointing out that the Joe Rogan experience has much more than three times the amount of listeners of her own program. One user said that she was conflating fractions and percentages. I bet Alyssa Milano doesn't need about 1% of the following Rogan does. Uh, Sherry, uh, CFK Sherry, replying to blah, 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 and Alyssa Milano. I think she must be complaining fractions and percentages. One-third and three percent are not the same thing. Joe, okay, and then she goes ahead and goes ahead and Googles Joe Rogan podcast number of downloads. Some Spring of 2019, Rogan said his podcast had over 190 million monthly downloads. Holy shit. That is a lot of up with that type of uh with that type of listenership, the sponsorship opportunities and the money coming in per episode from YouTube or wherever, you are set for life. You are set for life. He could quit now. Well he probably I don't know who he may. Um then there were Twitter followers who bluntly told Alyssa Milano that it's because Joe Ro- Joe's podcast is simply better than hers, while others point out other metrics, like the fact that the Rogan experience is over 10 years old, like I stated, and the comedian has been consistently hosting four episodes a week during that time. He definitely has ramped up his amount of episodes. Normally it was like two a week, but now he's been getting out way more. Um, Alyssa Milano, sorry, not sorry podcast has been available for a year. It's the same world where Rogan has been podcasting for a decade and you've been podcasting for a year. Yeah, it's, look, she went down the wrong rabbit hole. The fact that, let's see, hold on. But what's Alyssa Milano's beef with Rogan? RT has pointed out that it may have something to do with Rogan's supposed political affiliations contrasting those of the commando actress. Okay, Joe has come under fire for questioning president. Yeah, well, guess what? He was on point with a lot of stuff. Listen. Rogan Experience is one of the greatest podcasts out there for the sheer fact that the amount of information, humor, honesty, and contrast to my own and your political opinions, your cultural opinions, your physical and health and wellness opinions, and there's just a ton of info that comes from that podcast that you can dive into on your own and expand it. So you can turn a three-hour podcast into a 12-hour study on that podcast and the information that came from it. You're not getting that. Number one, you won't, probably won't get it from my podcast. Well, you probably could get some, but you're not going to get it from hers. All she does is complain and cry and wah, and it's just, it's dog shit. And she doesn't have the workload under it. The labor of love or just thirst for information or doing the work is not coming from her or her camp. She's a mother of two, married. Rogan is a dad of father of three or four daughters. And he's also a bow hunter, an MMA commentator, a comedian, which is a full-time gig in itself, which is a hard gig, a comedy store regular. I mean, the guy is full. The guy is full. 
and he keep and yet he's doing a full podcast which requires a lot of his attention he just keeps working and he knows how to allocate his time and he's been learning to do this for 10 years you don't have you don't have shit on him and i don't know who's producing your podcast Alyssa. i don't know who's uploading it for you i don't know who's getting you the inf- i have no idea who's getting your guests i can tell you something right now my podcast may not even be as good as yours but i record edit produce upload post and publish this and fund this whole thing something i don't think you can do so good luck to you on whoever you talk trash to next but you're talking to you're talking about somebody who is uncancelable you're talking about somebody who's completely they're going after his friends right now they're going after Brian Callen they're going they're going to try to break down his his circle of friends to discredit him. You can't do that. You can't do that. They tried. Once they saw that $100 million Spotify deal that Rogan got, reportedly $100 million, it was probably way more than that, they all set, they all locked eyes on him because they realized he's just become super powerful. But Rogan's not a monopoly. The reason Rogan's not a monopoly is he's one of many podcasts. There's Adam Carolla. There's Bill Burr. There's, uh, there's, there's Joey Diaz's podcast. There's my podcast. There's Adam, the Adam Carolla show. There are, uh, there's the Rubin Report. There are smart podcasts out there too. There's science uh, podcasts, technology podcasts. There's Dan Harm, uh, Dan Carlin's uh, something history. Uh, what is, I forget what it's called. Hardcore history. There's a ton of information out there to be had. Rogan doesn't have a monopoly on any of this. He just happens to be one of the best, and everybody else can fit him in. And plus, he's multi-platform. He's uh he's not just I don't know if I can get him through well right now he's multi-platform you can get him anywhere where podcasts are available but next month he's going to be specifically on Spotify but people are still going to tune in because they're going to be able, he still is offering the podcast for free he's giving you a wealth of information and avenues and motivation David Goggins for free he's giving you something for free so why not take advantage of it and utilize it whereas she's giving you a guilt chip for free She's not solving any world problems, whereas he very well is. And the fact that he's a pretty straightforward guy, he's out there and honest, it makes him uncancelable. Well, now with over $100 million in the bank, he already had plenty of cash, but now he's truly on a different level. He's untouchable. He's untouchable. So the fact that she would say something like that is completely dumb. Completely, I mean, I've talked shit about her before, but she just, you know what's funny? You go after somebody, you don't expect them to say anything stupid again, but they just keep going. And it's one thing to go after maybe, you know, uh, a political figure or a cultural figure. You are going after the king right now. He's one of the kings of podcasting. There's Corolla, there's Rogan, there's Marin, there's uh, other, oh, there's Adam Curry. There's a lot of great, huge podcasters out there. And you and there's also the YMH Studios, your mom's house podcast, the Tom Segura, you know, uh, Christina Pazitsky. Uh, that one's getting there's a huge platform there. She fucked up. She said the wrong name. She said the wrong name, and she's paying the price for it. And you know what? Problem is, is people like her aren't going to learn. They're going to continue to play, complain. And you know what? At the end of the day, she's a fucking hater. She's a hater. She's jealous. She's pissy. She's Stomping her feet. So she get it. She's once again getting what she deserves. And she's not going to stop. 
and it's only going to ramp up even more towards the end of the year. And this is one of the reasons I'm not on Twitter because thankfully she's only going to come up every now and then. But right now the Twitter folks are ta- have taken care of her and deservedly so. So when it comes to talking shit about podcasters, you got to remember once you go negative on some of these people, if you go if you go after Corolla or you go after Bill Burr, or you go after don't go after Joey Diaz. Um, if you go after Tom Segura, if you and and like uh, other like a perfect example of like when you go after, when people went after 4chan, 4chan came right back at you because you were attacking, you were insulting millions of listeners, millions of users. That's what you're doing at that point. When you say something like that, like hey, one third, uh, I you know he, he has like so many more listeners than I do. And you're saying it like, dear God, like the people that listen to him are idiots and schmucks and racists and fools. What you're doing is insulting the user, insulting the listener, and they're not going to like that. And since you have an at next to your name, they're going to come after you. So next time you consider that, consider something like that, know ahead of time. You do that again, if you're that sensitive, they're going to hit you even harder. And the more you keep doing it, the more you're going to become mainstream news as the Twitter bitch. So I strongly consider to tuck your tail between your legs, go home and lick your wounds. Because Joe Rogan doesn't give a fuck about you. He does not care. And quite frankly, I don't either. Quite frankly, it's just it's just article fodder for me to throw together another episode of this podcast. And thankfully, it's succeeded. Especially on a day where I beat the shit out of myself. Ugh, my, my right nut hurts so bad right now. That's all right. I wasn't planning on having kids anyways. Anyways, we're at 35 minutes and... Uh, we're, I'm definitely done. I'm definitely done. I appreciate everybody who's been listening, watching, and subscribing. And, um, you know, as I go through my paces and I figure all this shit out. Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, go ahead and check out uh, my latest video, my, my latest shorty. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. It's on TikTok. And it's up on YouTube. Go ahead. Positive Sarcasm. Uh, if you like this podcast, you want to watch the video version of it, go to Positive Sarcasm Podcast on YouTube. But go ahead and check out my shorty. It's on Instagram. It's on Facebook. And it's at Positive Sarcasm on YouTube. It's it's good. I, I, I enjoyed making it. I finally get a chance. Oh, it was so great to just see that thing just blast in half. But until then, you can find me on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. And for now, you can find me on TikTok. You want to email me directly? Uh, questions, comments, support, guests of the podcast, coffee sippers, more than welcome to. There's a casting couch on the left. There's a guest chair on the right. Just sign a waiver when you come in. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. But until then, you can listen to this podcast through my website, positive sarcasm.com. If you need posing music, posing music, congrats to everybody who competed in Tampa this weekend. Um, you need posing music, just go to positive sarcasm.com slash posing music, or you can just contact me, just email me and contact me through the website. Tell me you need posing music. We'll figure it out from there. I'm happy to help you guys. You spend a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of tanner getting ready for these shows. And uh, you know what? You deserve uh, something like this that's affordable, and I'm more than happy to help you out cutting and clipping and sending you uh, music for your for your routines. But until then, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available, you can find me there. But until then, my nut hurts. <laughs> I uh, want to thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios. Studio. A studio that's moving next year. Ocean, baby. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.
soy Fernando Allende. Does the moon actually possess such strange powers, or is it all just lunacy?
podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.